the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. This week's episode of Hometown Crowd, comedian Jeremiah Shinegu joins us to talk about racial injustice in the NFL, NASCAR finally bans the Confederate flag, and a Clemson coach comes under fire. Then we talk about another failed spring football league in ESPN's 30 for 30. This is the XFL. Get on your feet. You're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. Hey everybody, it's Mac. And I'm Heather, still cleaning up dog piss and shit. It's actually five minutes before we started recording, Lewis. <laughs> and uh, I'm back. It's James, number one fan. I was there for the cleaning up of the piss and shit. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast everywhere you find your podcast. If you're an Apple subscriber, we would love a five-star review. Uh, We don't have any new reviews this week, but we do have a special guest this week. Our guest guest tonight is stand-up comedian and newly appointed co-host of our sister podcast, That's Just My Face, Jeremiah Shinegu. Yo, what's going on? Jeremiah, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. Just, uh, you know, enjoying a night off. That's always nice. Uh, I, I take it you're, you're one of those guys that's as busy as DB. You just got kind of all over the place getting things done. It, well, I, I wasn't working for the longest time, and then everything just kind of hit a wall at the same time. They're like, work every day now. So, yeah. <laughs> God, you poor, you poor, poor people. God, I've been working every day, all day. I hate y'all. Jer- Jeremiah, she, she was an essential personnel. Uh, yes, during- I'm considered essential so. personnel, so. <laughs> you know, at least you're not one of those people that complains, like, at least you get to work. I hate those people. I, yeah. I don't want to hear had, that. I've had that. I've, I hear, but that's the thing, is I hear that all day. I, yeah. I heard that the whole time. So lucky me, I get to work. Yeah. I could be at home getting paid. (laughs) Yeah. And not not getting coughed on while I'm doing the, during the course of my duties, you know, because this is North Carolina and people just don't like masks here. Nope. You said duties, by the way. I did. All right. Our top story tonight is the headlines that are gripping the entire nation. Uh, In the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, protests and riots have sprung up across the country, and the sports world has not been immune to these protests. Uh, Last week, Saints quarterback Drew Brees released a statement saying he would not support players kneeling for the flag, citing his relatives that have served in the military. After speaking with teammates, however, Brees recanted that statement, which drew criticism from the president. Not long after, several NFL superstars released a video calling for the NFL to, among other things, say the phrase Black Lives Matter, uh, something that the NFL had been avoiding for many years. Um, Okay, well, they all say they will say that they were hesitant to say right but we all knew they were avoiding saying it so let's let's just put that out there yeah yeah the next day nfl commissioner roger goodell released a video saying 
that he protests with the players and did say that black lives do matter. Um, but the commissioner, who has been caught between players, fans and owners for several years on the issue, has drawn some criticism from players who support the words, but seem to avoid saying anything specifically about quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I mean, let, let, let's face it. Um, the minute he decided that he was going to protest, um, the NFL immediately was like, well, fuck. Uh, I mean, by the NFL, I mean owners and uh, 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 commissioner, essentially the management of the fucking league. Um, and which I find hard to fathom considering so many of the players uh, were like, yeah, man, there's something fucked up. We're going to join cap. Um, and then you had the, 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 the top two, essentially, you know, Eric Reed, uh, his teammate at, on the Niners at the time who took a knee with LSU him. boy, by yeah. the way, you know? Um, so, I mean, it's just, I have no idea how uh, a, a league that's so uh, predisposed to paying to, uh, you know, uh, paying attention to the optics. Like we're, we're the league everybody loves now, you know, we're, we're the number one game in town, how they could ignore the, the, the push from the players that, Hey, we, this is a good thing. And we, we have to draw attention to this issue. <laughs> it, they're never going to give that band his job back. That's just, that's just first things first. Yeah. And there's no good argument for it. You can't say it's not talent. Not when you have a league where Blake Bortles was a starter last year. Oh, not where, shots fired. Not where ah. Eli Manning was playing last year. Not oh. when Ryan Fitzpatrick was starting last Luke year. Hulk. Not when Nick, no, new, Nick Foles, oh, Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater. Like you have all these other players that even statistically he's better than. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't even no, argue like. No lies detected. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, Jeremiah. Look at that last year he played. Okay, that that last year he started more than 10 games. Uh, He still was statistically better than, I think, uh, 16 other quarterbacks in the league. And that was playing with no one. Remember, that was the year the Niners like trotted me, Tim and James out there at wideout. And our best 40 yard time was James. And he ran it in 10 seconds. You know, so (laughs) you're giving me credit on that. His his last year, his statistics were almost identical to Garoppolo's first year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't understand the argument. They have basically the same accomplishments, like losing in the Super Bowl by less than 10 points. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how like I, I like Jeremiah, I'm interested to see uh, where you're going to come in from this. I, I think uh, what what I, I don't want to say the nail in the coffin type thing, but what did Kaepernick in was when uh you had guys like Hannity and Carlson. What, the minute they glommed onto it, it I, I think that's when oh, kind of his goose yeah. was cooked uh, in the league because Goodell and the rest of the league kind of seemed like, okay, we have this this man that's that's protesting an issue. Let's see how this plays out. But the minute kind of the conservative media got into it, that's when they're like, well, wait, you know, we we got to step back from this now. Honestly, I think he was done from the get go. The only reason why they're even acknowledging it today right now is because no matter what you say, it is cool. There are plenty of people who do legitimately care about everything going on right now, but there's also a large majority of people where it's cool. So the fact that everybody is talking about it, it would be stupid for the NFL to not acknowledge it. They're going to acknowledge him. They're not going to give him a job, but they'll acknowledge him. 
Yeah. You'll start seeing his merchandise for sale in the NFL stores again Which, eventually, but that's it. Which I find to be personally for me, I find that to be almost like doubly insulting. Oh yeah. But but, yeah. but you know, but the thing with Cap though is like he's just like, you know, fuck y'all, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep like raising awareness and doing what I've been doing, what I've been saying for the last some odd years. But I just think it's really fucked up that the NFL is going to piggyback off of that and somehow, you know, try to gain, you know, moral points on something that they absolutely would not say or anything over the last, what, six, seven years? They tried Um, to... They tried to also do a spin on it. Um, oh, also, before I say this, these are my own opinions and views and don't represent the Army or the DOD as a whole. Cool. Now I can say whatever I want. Um, <laughs> so they tried to spin it because I cannot remember his name. Um, he was like a, a platoon leader in like 175 or 275. The dude, I think he's on the Steelers. Yeah, Bill and um, Wayne. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. try to bring him out and be like, oh, but look at this upstanding person who's coming out when his team doesn't want to, you know, for the anthem. And like, like, come on, bro. That dude. I don't think he didn't care. Like, don't try to make him a little pawn in your little game. They like really let everybody done, do their own piece. Yeah, they yeah. shouldn't have done that because their quarterback was accused of rape twice, and then they care all of a sudden. Like, exactly. yeah, he yeah. picked exactly. a weird line to draw, and mm-hmm. he didn't miss a game. Like, no, yes. their the line was like just a wiggle. Yeah, just a wiggle. That was their line. I mean, That's, but but look at the ownership uh, who ostensibly. Goodell uh, a bunch of old white dudes not even just that but look who's in charge jerry fucking jones and robert Kraft. yeah all right literally the two most conservative fucking just backward thinking pieces of shit rich white dudes uh who are so behind the times that they are completely ignorant of everything that's going around going on around them because they've literally had a silver spoon shoved up their ass for so fucking long I'm 100% confident Jerry Jones has called Dak Prescott boy at least once. There's, no, I, I would, I would, I would argue Dak Prescott. Who would know? I would argue with him to his face that he's called him that. <laughs> like, there's no way. Maybe not in front of him, but he's for sure called him that. Oh, dude, Jeremiah, I, with, with the contract negotiations going on, I bet he oh, said yeah. it to his face. I bet he said it to his face. Yeah. You know. So here's my question with with uh, Goodell having made this statement, do you think not only I, I, I fully believe we're going to see the return of kneeling for the flag that that's definitely coming back. Mm-hmm. But do you think Goodell, who says that he protests with these players, is going to do anything? Absolutely not. No. no. The only way Goodell could backtrack on everything that he said is if he takes his old ass out there and does it, which he won't do. He won't. Oh, well, that's, no. what, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm no, saying. Will, will he do any sort of protest? He's got he's had the opportunity to protest now. He's not. He's just given a statement no, because exactly. it would be stupid not to. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's especially just when symbolic. the players fed that's you all it is. It's just symbolic. That's all it is. And like the thing with Drew Brees, and I know that y'all were kind of ragging on me in the week about it, which was good, you know, all in good fun. I got you. But it's kind of like, you know, I appreciate that he came back out and was like, look, I was wrong. Like, I've taken this opportunity to learn from my teammates and to learn from, 
you know, from other people who've had these experiences and be like, I was wrong. And then even to even go a step further and specifically call out President Trump and be like, no, like, no, you're you you have this twisted on what you think this is about, because that's not what it's about. And that's one thing I will say about Drew Brees is that he is actually a good dude. Like he gave five million dollars for the city of New Orleans for covid like for COVID relief. Like okay. he is a genuinely good dude who does put his money where his mouth is. He is. And, but also I think that his initial stance is bullshit. Like he can sit there and be like, Oh, well, from, from my, my grandparents that fought, you know, okay, bro, did you fight? Yeah. No, then you don't get to say, you don't get yeah. to say shit. And right? then even, right. even and then, I, I agree well, with that. I do agree with that. Even I do. then Heather, but what has Cap been saying since day fucking one? This has nothing to do with the fucking military. Oh, exactly. Well, yeah, especially exactly. To, exactly. But Breeze disagreed with him back when he did it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I like I'm, not saying the man, I I'm not saying the man's perfect. I'm not. I, I don't think that you're a bad person for feeling the way that he does. I think if you disagree with everything that's going on and you have a spotlight like that on you, it's probably smart to just shut up because you're right. No, yeah. you're right. You're absolutely Especially right. Especially given the city where he lives, like you are, yeah. you, you are what Bill Clinton is to Harlem in your city. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you thought it was smart to say something like that. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. No, I do agree. I do agree. No, I agree. But I do think he did take it as a teachable moment. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'll give him that. that. He did take it as a teachable moment. But again, from day one, okay, and and I had uh, every intention of getting that clip to you, Tim. I just couldn't find it again because I saw it on Twitter. But I mean, it, it was a two and a half minute compiled clip of conversations between Kaepernick and Nate Boyer. You know, yep. the man who told him, rather than sitting, take a knee. It makes more sense. And this is coming from uh, a former Green Beret, right? And it, it the, the world just ignored that entire conversation that those two had um, and, and, and totally skip over the fact that it was Nate Boyer, uh, you know, a highly decorated veteran himself, um, you know, who went on to play at probably one of the more racist schools in the country and University of Texas. But uh, that's neither here nor there. I don't um, know. We're going to get we're going to talk about another one here yeah. that run, gives it a run for its money. Yeah. But I mean, Boyer it, it did that as an olive branch because he could understand it. And after that conversation, they did. And he said, hey, why don't you try doing this instead? You know, and the, mm-hmm. the man took that advice and he's pilloried for it now. You know, and what kills me most, okay, and and I, you know, I was, uh, I, I loved the the whole, uh, you know, I mean, Kaepernick and the whack was amazing to watch. The guy threw for four thousand yards, ran for another twelve hundred, like every fucking year. He showed that he could play ball, and when he got drafted, I thought that was great. And then sitting behind Alex Smith, and, and you had Harbaugh coming in, and I just thought this is going to be. We're, we're, we're going to see it the way we're seeing it with Lamar Jackson now, like the whole revamping of the entire position. And the man pushed that forward. Kaepernick pushed that forward. And the minute, the minute he came out and said, hey, I have a platform. I'm going to speak out about something. He gets shit on. And he's been getting shit on since. But they don't realize what he's done for the homeless population in Oakland and San Francisco. They don't see the the foundations he set up to get people off the streets. You know, yeah, he put his money where his mouth yeah. is. He's not just 
protesting. He's doing something yeah, about it. He's he's more active in the community than every one of these motherfuckers that are bitching about it. And you he's know? quiet about it. He's yeah. not he doesn't have a camera on himself. Watch me do this thing. He's just doing it. Yeah. It doesn't it takes but 30 seconds for somebody to go online and see everything that he's doing, but nobody wants to do that. He was just NFL <laughs> number one on the blacklist. Yeah. So let, let, let me ask two questions here. Moving forward, first, do you think any team will offer Kaepernick a position? And two, if they do, will or should he take it? I mean, honestly, I would love to see him get another job and I would love to see him take it and continue his protest. Um, the man started it and he's he's lived it and he's seen it through this long. Uh, I'd love to see him back with a big platform again. But like Jeremiah said, NFL is not going to give him another fucking job. Like I'm a Patriots fan. I would love to see Kaepernick under center rather than fucking Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer. Yeah, okay? but Kraft is not going to no. do that. You know, no. Um, I mean, he, he's honestly Kaepernick's better than half the fucking starting quarterbacks in the league right now. And, and he's just going to he's going to continue to be on the, you know, out, out, you know, outside of stadiums. I don't, I don't fucking understand it. I don't think that he's going to get another job specifically. And I kind of hope that he doesn't. And here's exactly the reason why it's not that he's not good enough, but I'm 100% confident if they brought him in, it would be a publicity stunt. It would be a publicity stunt. You put, if you throw him into some unwinnable situation, you know, he's, he's on the Raiders and they're getting the shit stomped out of them by the new Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they're like, all right, Um, we're down. We're down. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to need you to <laughs> call them by their correct names. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Bra- Tom Brady and friends. He's going to yes. go out there. <laughs> They're going to be like, well, look, hey, you said you wanted a chance. We're down 56 to three. Go out there and do something at this two minute warning. Yeah. And then when he does it, all you're going to hear, we told you he didn't have it in him. Like there's no mm-hmm. there's no winnable and, and situation that's the thing like he lost probably his most prime years at this point. It would, it would be too much of a gamble. I think to even take that job because you run the risk of everybody, even if he gets a starting position, starts all 16 games and underperforms, everybody's going to be like, Oh, well yeah. he, wa- he, this is really he why he wasn't in the it. league. Yeah. He, no, he no, wasn't no. the martyr. I'm going to tell you right now, Ryan Fitzpatrick started how many fucking games last year? The guy threw five interceptions in one game. <laughs> All right. I, but Colin I, Kaepernick can't get a fucking job. Yeah, I don't no. ever want to hear people say, you know what? Cap just didn't have it. Ryan Fitzpatrick no. is hucking, chucking football to the other team and has been for the last 15 fucking years at a, at a low rate of talent. Okay. My former neighbor, Luke Falk, started yeah. how many games? Oh, you know? I hope he's okay. Jameis Winston had his own 30 for 30, 30 <laughs> touchdowns, 30 interceptions, <laughs> and somehow he started the whole season. <laughs> well, let, let's pivot a little bit from the NFL into uh, a league that's known for its racism. I know that Mac doesn't oh, this, acknowledge oh, it. Mac's favorite sport. He's Mac so doesn't excited acknowledge to talk it as a this. sport, but. NASCAR finally announced last night that the Confederate flag will no longer be able to be flown by fans at any race. Oh, Jesus. Welcome to a year that starts with 20. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and be the first person to say something about this because this is the death knell for that sport and it couldn't come any quicker. All right. (laughs) And you couldn't be happier. All right. 
what I what what drove the entire thing was uh, uh, the only black driver in the series standing up and saying this is fucked up. NASCAR came out and said, "Okay, you know what? I guess you're right." Finally, after 11 billion years of inbred fucking racism, and yes, I said inbred because. If you're watching it, there's a good chance your family tree goes straight the fuck up and doesn't branch off. Okay. <laughs> now we, we don't care about losing any uh, listeners this episode. No, no, I don't care. All right. And then NASCAR don't fans don't have internet. <laughs> Damn. NASCAR, NASCAR fans can't read either. So I think we're good yeah. if they want to, you know, transcribe it. But then you had some dickhead. Come out and say I'm quitting NASCAR racing because I can't. They won't oh, fly the flag. Oh, oh, I can get oh. you his name. I just looked at that. Right. I just looked really? at that. Did you see the response from NASCAR though? I, no. Was that was that authentic yeah. or was that fake? I don't no, care. it was real. It was no, real. that was. Real. I don't care. No, what yeah, because they, they said something like we had to Google who you were. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, dude. All I'm saying is, is much like the Confederacy, he quit. So, I mean, it okay, just. Okay, okay. Well, here's the thing. First of all, he was a truck series driver. Okay. So he was, he was double A. He was double yeah, A, is essentially exactly. what he was. And his name uh, is Ray uh, Citricelli or Sicarelli, something Sicarelli. like that. Something yeah, like you, that. You shouldn't okay. be allowed to have a last name like that and a Confederate flag. He, exactly. He, he, okay, listen, he finished his, you know, his. Fucking storybook career with zero wins. Yes, so he's a division three driver. Exactly. Yeah. But hey, then Sarah, you have Sarah, but then Maya, you, you and have I had the same amount somebody, of wins that motherfucker did. Okay. But then you have <laughs> fucking people. But then you have fucking Bubba Wallace who comes right. out, unzips his little driver onesie or whatever they're fucking called, and he's got a Black Lives Matter shirt on underneath. So it's like. Good for you, fucking Bubba. A dude named Bubba in a Black Lives Matter shirt. Jesus, is not something well, I, I mean, thought I'd ever say in the same goddamn sentence. Yeah. Uh, let's just put it this way. I interned for a particular organization last summer uh, who decided that they were going to format a sports show around completely around NASCAR. And I'm still in the group message. And there was a lot of consternation about that announcement. And I, I, put, I put up a meme and the top half was the Confederate flag. And it said, these colors don't run. And underneath was the painting of Robert E. Lee surrendering to Ulysses Grant that said, they surrender. <laughs> and and I, it was quiet for a long time. And then they went on this whole diatribe about, you know, we're a race in history. We're doing this. And I'd like to point out that it was a foreign country who waged war against the United States. And they can go fuck themselves. I don't think Sherman did a good enough job burning the South. Uh, if he was smart enough, he would have burnt that fucker down, salted it behind him so nothing could prop, pop up. And then we wouldn't have the issues we have come out of Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia and Florida. Okay. Burn it. But at the same time. But you know what? You know what else wouldn't have come out of that? Me. So but I'm just saying Germany was pretty good with erasing their history, but the South can't. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's actually right. very true. After yeah. living in Germany for two years. Yeah, it's like it, World War Two didn't happen. Germany basically didn't exist before 1950. So yeah. the no. South can't get over their thing. Like, yeah. Oh, tr oh, trust me. I was always on the wrong side of history growing up being in Northeast yeah. Louisiana. I was always on the wrong side. Trust oh, me. 
I, I know, Heather. Uh, the, the fact that you support LGBTQ plus as much as you do, I can't imagine being in your shoes oh, in that God. fucking podunk part of Louisiana that you're from. Dude, dude. I commend you. But what I'm uh, most curious about to bring this back around to the topic at hand is. Oh, it's not about me. Oh, damn. <laughs> I do is the Mississippi flag. Well, I mean, <sighs> nobody cares about Mississippi. But their flag has the stars and bars in it. Yeah. And if, if I remember oh. correctly, that's the last state that actually has it incorporated into yes. the state flag. Oh, yeah. So will that be forced to be taken down? I hope so. I do but, too, but, I mean, but it's, I it's so a valid too, question because know, it's not but I know, technically. But I know the fucking politics down there and it won't. That's the thing. They can do all kinds of referendums and all of that, but it's not going to fucking change because people just will not fucking let go. Our rival high school that we played in college had the rebel flag and their fucking school song was Dixie. And their mascot were the rebels. Mississippi seems like a place that for sure has a school mascot called the hangman. <laughs> oh, oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, the slave like, chasers. Like, like, for sure, I'm, there's I'm somebody. Just, I'm, I'm telling you now, like, it would take that state turning some kind of reddish kind of purple for that to happen. Because they, they're not going to do it. They're, well, then what they'll and probably it's shitty, do. And it's shitty. It's absolutely fucking shitty. And I hate it. Yeah. What they'll probably do is anytime they're in Mississippi, they won't broadcast their state flag. Well, that's I mean, that's, no, get around no, it. No, that's no, the no, thing, no, though, no, James, no. is that there is no big track in Mississippi. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they don't have to worry about that. Um, because think but, about Ole Miss. You think Ole Miss is going to change their shit? No. Well, I mean, they cha- they finally changed their mascot uh-huh. like five years ago to a fucking bear. After it being a fucking uh, plantation owner for yeah, but no, I can years. oh I can tell you right I can't uh, no uh uh-uh. they might have officially changed it but I can tell you they don't sell any fucking shit with a goddamn bear on it I can tell you that right now I believe you Heather I, I trust me I I agree with you wholeheartedly because you still see people dressed up like that fucker at Ole Miss games yeah you do so I mean fuck right, Ole Miss. Well- Fuck Mississippi well, let's State. Let's turn to our, our final story. Uh, Clemson football's under the radar right now as head coach Dabo Sweeney didn't exactly issue an apology for assistant coach uh, Danny Pearman. Pearman uh, had been accused of using a racial slur with tight end DJ Greenlee. Instead, Sweeney defended his coach, saying he repeated the word in context but did not refer to Greenlee as the slur. Mac, I can feel your eyes rolling. <laughs> All right. Okay, Mac, I'm going to let you go first on this. <laughs> I had a conversation with James about All right. this. All right. It's going to be unpopular. But hands up. Hands up. Who watched the show Scrubs? Who watched it? Anybody? Any, All right. Now, do we remember in the first episode where JD's oh, talking to Turk? Oh, by the way, yes. just because this is a listener thing, all of our hands were yeah. up. Yeah. But go ahead. All five of go us. Ahead. Now, what did Turk tell JD before Never. he even got the sentence out? Never. Never. Okay? Never. You don't not, not while singing music, nope. not, you know, nope. never. You don't do it. All right? And Dabo Swinney can fucking dance around the issue. But, I, I mean, you guys can fucking say, tell me to go fuck myself if you think I'm wrong. But if he said it once, how many times has he said that to players? 
10 times in the morning. Yeah. Before, before they even got stretched out, you know, he, damn well, he said that shit. Yeah, All right. Is- so fuck that coach and fuck Swinney for not immediately pulling the trigger on firing his fucking dumb, ignorant ass. Okay. I'll, I'll do you one better. Fuck Clemson. Don't they also have the same thing going on with John C. Calhoun where they're trying to remove yep. his name? Like that. This is the same Sean school. Watson there's, and, there's no uh, surprise. Who's the other one that's leading? DeAndre that? Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, DeAndre. Granted, DeAndre Hopkins also kind of supported the coach. So it's weird. I don't, I don't know if I take his, his account as much as Deshaun's, but still. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's fucking it just bo- it, it boggles the mind at this point when you are supposed to be a leader and a shaper of young men as a fucking collegiate football coach. You know, you're supposed to be showing these kids how to how to do it. You know, you're you're, you're going to be a, a, a great man and, and you're going to do these great things. And you're gonna conduct yourself like an adult, blah, 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 whatever the fucking case is. OK. And then you've got a coach who is saying that to players. Okay, you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, fuck, dude, James. Am I wrong? If that ever came out of our mouth towards one of our soldiers. Holy shit. If it came out in the context that Heather and I read, I'm not okay with it, but I can understand it. And in in the context, repeat the context so that our listeners know what they're talking about. As far as I'm Heather, do you want it? Because you explained it to me. Okay, so from from what I read via ESPN. Okay, is that this incident took place three years ago in a in a separate practice part. And the player. Hold on. I'm getting the name. Give me DJ Greenlee. Greenlee apparently said something to the effect of you blocked the wrong N word. Okay, and allegedly this coach was tried to correct him and was trying and allegedly again I'm just going off of what ESPN said of saying the coach the this assistant coach tried to be like we don't say you blocked the wrong n word but he said the n word here so apparent allegedly he was trying to correct the player. <laughs> Which, Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Done, I'm just, done. I'm just, I'm just regurgitating what ESPN has. Okay. That's all I'm saying. That allegedly, this is the story. And so that he allegedly was like, no, we don't talk like that here. Like you don't say that, but he still said it. And then apparently, allegedly the player and the coach had a conversation about it. And then they took it to Sweeney. Who then, I guess, was like, well, look, that's between you two. Like, if y'all are good, I'm good. And that's it. But you have some and then you have, is it Tunley? Is that who it was? The one who was it that just tweeted about it like this week or last week? It was a former player. There was a former player. No, there was a former player who brought it back up. Say. This is what, ha- you know, like from his perspective and his perspective was, is that this wasn't discussed with the team as a whole. Like this was a situation that happened that the team didn't know about or it was talked about later or whatever. So that's the co- that's the story that I got from ESPN about it. All right, Jeremiah, you got you, you got a look on your face and then we'll get to James. Yeah, there is no correct context. 
to say that. There is none. You're when right. you're in when you're in school and you're reading um and you're and you're reading Uncle Tom's Cabin, you don't say that if you're white. I don't correct. care. You are correct. If you are if you were singing Jay-Z's greatest hits and you're in the car by yourself, if you feel like you should say it, that's 100% on you. Should you? No. No. You should. <laughs> there, I agree. There is, there is not one context ever. And what's always blown my mind, I don't want to go to this weird place, but for me, being a mixed uh, a mixed kid and growing up uh, where I grew up, you do hear people who aren't black saying that. There is no situation. If you are not black, do not say that word. It's a very simple thing. And it's crazy because in 2020, people who said the F word, the very, very derogatory way to talk about gay people, they're no. very easily unable to say that word anymore. But those same people can still say the N word. Yeah. They're both yeah. words you shouldn't say. They're both very easy not to say. It doesn't get your point across ever any better. And for anybody that's like, well, you guys get to say it. Yeah, you're fucking right. We do get to say it. If somebody tells you they feel a way about that, you don't reserve the right to ask any more questions after that. You have to take that on the chin and go the fuck away. And that's it. End the conversation every time. You should be smart enough. If you were born after 1980, you should be smart enough to know not to say that word. If you were born before that and you're a coach to a bunch of people who were born after 1980, you should be smart enough to know not to say that. No context, correct. None, zero. James. I respect your opinion on it, and I'm not saying it's right. I want to get that out. It is not correct to say that. It is not. But I can also understand having okay so i was a drill sergeant for a number of years right and you get kids from all over the country i never did anything like that just saying okay but i could see someone who might be frustrated with the the attitude of his players or the kid these 18 year old kids or 19 year old kids he had and maybe and again not right maybe he was like look i have to say this word so they know this is not the right word to say like and i know how bad that sounds it's one of those things like if you can't talk, if you can't say the word like uh, it's not like a sex thing. If you can't say sex, you shouldn't talk about it. It's completely different. But I, I can <laughs> I can see I can see where in his head because he's a little older. He was like, OK, I'm going to get some shock value out of this. He should have come back and said, apologize, said like, hey, look, I shouldn't have said that. I let my emotions get going. I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. He was completely wrong. But I can also see that he wanted to make sure his players understood it wasn't appropriate to say he was wrong. And they were, they were both wrong. That's all I'm saying. You know what? I can also, I could also get shock value out of other words, man. You're correct. I, I, you're right. You're right. I, no. I, I've been in the Navy since 2006. Okay. I said that in boot camp because it was the way that I talked going into boot camp. It's the way I still talk. I said that in boot camp. My, my, my RDC was able to say, Hey, don't say that. Yeah. That's how I was. If, I was like, don't if, say if that's not what you say. Being older than 10, you don't have to specify the word. If you say don't say that, he wasn't going to be like, which word? Guard? He knew which word. He didn't have to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, There's, no, no, no. Like, but that's what we're saying. Like, we, he should have never fucking repeated the word. Never. There's, never. There's, never. I just, I, this is not okay. There's it's no, not okay. There's no correct reasoning situation. There's no way that it can be worded where he is not 100% wrong and 100% of the time he should not have done it. 
Yeah, I, I just I, I'm never going to be able to fathom that. Uh, you know, Jeremiah said uh, before 80, fuck that. I mean, I would say after 75, you know, after if, if you were born after 75, that shit should not be flying out of your mouth. Um, you know, and, and especially I mean, you know, if you're like, you know, if you're uttering that to a player, even for shock value, uh, you know, how many times was he calling players that prior to? You know, I, I we just, don't know. yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't know that. So, I mean, no, yeah. if, if, it fall, if it flies easily off the tongue, that means it's in daily usage. That's probably and, pretty true. Yeah. You know, and, and the you thing have- is, if, if you are saying that as a pasty white motherfucker, such as myself, uh, I'm so white, I'm opaque. All right. <laughs> uh, if you are as white as I am and you're saying that shit, you're using it in a derogatory term there there's nothing else that you could possibly surmise that uh, you know using that word as a part of your vernacular you know like i just i it, it, there are so many other fucking horrible words that that describe various ethnicities and cultures that i i will not fucking say and if i hear it i immediately get a case of the ass and i'm in somebody's face like i i'm sorry you know it just needs to be said you know I think the bigger issue here is with the Clemson uh, football culture, you know, all they're doing is winning. But where were the other coaches when this shit happened to tell this old fuck to shut up? Where were his peers to tell him to shut up? Because if the peers aren't stepping up and saying, hey, what you did was fucked up, that means the rest of them are doing it, too. That's very true. You know, I, I just I, I can't I can't fathom it now. Like I, I was a snot nosed little fucker when I joined the army. I was 17 years old and I got to serve with a little bit of everything from everywhere. And that's odd. I had the, the, the odd infantry experience where I did get a little bit of something from everywhere instead of it being the pasty white organization that infantry typically is. And it, and it, it gave me the opportunity to learn and get to know all these, you know, I had friends from South Africa, Ethiopia, uh, uh, Latin America, from various stops on in Eastern Asia. Like I got to meet a little bit of everything from everywhere, and it was a fucking amazing experience. And you know, it was great. It was it was great for me as a young shithead, which I was at seventeen. I probably still am now at almost forty. Um, you know, but it was great for me to learn that because it, it set the tone for who I would be as I grew up. And I don't put up with that shit. And I don't understand how an organization, again, that doesn't call out one person for doing it because that reflects in that they do it, too. You know, I, I just I it, it's it's 2020 now. Why are we still having this fucking issue? And I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get on my soapbox, everybody. But I, I, I just I hate this shit. That's OK. It's a it's a heated topic. Um, let, let's wrap up the, the front end with just any final thoughts on the news this week. Heather, what do you got? Anything? Um, I think for a lot of it, I think I kind of feel like it's about fucking time. I feel like that's the best way to, to sum it up. Um, it's, uh, for, uh, for the NFL, I think it's too little too late personally. Um, because I feel like when cap was doing it the first time, like that should have been your fucking wake up call. Um, so right now I kind of feel like they're just doing it kind of like what Jeremiah said, because it's the cool thing to do. And it's 
cool and I'm doing, you know, air quotes, you know, to be woke and all of that. And I feel like that's what they're doing. I, I, I feel it's incredibly hollow and I don't feel like they have any intention to do, to make any kind of substantial change or substantial impact to the movement and, and just to the culture itself. I just don't, I, you know, I just don't, I love football, but this is not, like this is embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. And as far as NASCAR goes, like I said, welcome to a year that starts with 20. Okay. Like nobody, nobody cares. Good job, but go fuck yourself. James final thoughts. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same line with Heather. No, nothing that the dude said was acceptable. Um, and it annoys me that now people are, like saying like, oh, well, maybe we should have, you know, stood behind Cap. Like they weren't listening to people that actually fought for the things he was saying. Um, and like I, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, or maybe last week, um, I was down in Florida when the whole thing happened. And I had some friends that had no no affiliation with the military at all. And they were like, oh, well, what do you think? And I'm like, cool, man. Like, I'm glad that he has the opportunity to live in a country where he can do that. Like, why? I don't understand the big deal. Um I do wish that he would get hired back to the NFL, even if it was just for publicity for them so that he would continue to have a major platform. Um, Cause I think all the bullshit that he had to deal with, he deserves that opportunity to come back. Mac. And then we'll finish with Jeremiah. Um, you know, I, I think for all, you know, 15 listeners we have and, and anybody else that's affiliated with us, um, you, you, you know why I lie on this. Um, I love that the players, even five years ago or, or whenever cap started the protest were organized and of one mind. And that goes to show us what was that noise? That was bad. Anyway, um, that goes to show what can be done when you get together collectively um, and, and essentially ball that fist up and make yourself heard. And I, I commend Kaepernick for everything he's done. Um, and, and what he continues to do, like Jeremiah said, there's no cameras there when he's doing what he's doing. He's doing it because it's the right thing to do. And if anybody can sit there and honestly say, well, I don't think what he's doing is right. That goes to show that they are people of low moral character, um, and and shouldn't be fucking dealt with in the first place. Um, you know, I would love to see cap back in the, in the league. I would love to see him in a Pats uniform. Um, you know, and I would love to see him show everybody that they are, you know, the league made a mistake by blackballing him and keeping him out and taking away from him his prime years. But with the way the man's kept in shape, the guy's still built like a brick shit house. He's easily better than half the quarterbacks that are starting in the league right now and deserves a shot to show that. And not that bullshit workout that the NFL tried to make him do. And I loved when he was like, nah, fuck that. We're going to do it on my terms and I'm going to switch the location. And, and you guys are going to get to see me run plays that I want to run. You know, I, I just I think the man should be commended uh, and, and, and held up as, as one of those, uh, you know, leaders that we need to pay attention to. And Jeremiah, wrap it up for us. Um. So I, I mentioned I mentioned the other day on uh, that's just my face um, that it is unfortunate. Me me being black, I'm not shocked or surprised by a lot of the stuff that happens anymore. 
I get upset that I'm not shocked and surprised by that. But you are you do grow up. You do have your parents tell you what it is you should expect from the rest of the world. None of these things are surprising. The the guy that owned the Clippers became he got more money after they made him sell his team. They didn't take his team. They sold they sold it and he got money for it. This is this is a country I without being weird or biased, but a lot of these sports your biggest stars, your biggest athletes in a lot of these sports are African-Americans. They are specifically the NBA more so starting to kind of get that way with the NFL. At the very least, it's like a solid 50, 50 with the NFL. Yeah. The fact that the majority of your players in the NBA, the fact that they're not treated fairly when they are not on the court should raise eyebrows from the NBA. You should want to protect the people who make you the majority of your money. The NFL, 50% of your players, you know, I don't have that's the exact statistic, but roughly 50% of your, your best players, your all-star players are treated this way. And you're apprehensive to speak out about it. That that's, that's insane. Um, the only other thing, the story that we didn't talk about, I just, I've always felt a way about Michael Jordan. Cause you've always heard racial things about Michael Jordan to a degree, but he did pledge to donate uh, $100 million over the next 10 years yep. towards um, causes uh, for, for African-American communities. So I think, I think that's pretty. Yeah. That, that's to be commended. And it kind of goes to the whole yep. actions speak louder than words type thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot sure. of these words Absolutely. sound great, but we'll see what happens when the season comes around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that, that's, that's the shitty part about all this is, you know, Goodell, for, for whatever reason, him getting out there, uh, you know, is he going to f- actually follow through come September? Is he actually going to do it? Um, yeah. You know, because like this, this is not going away. This is not going away. This shit's not going to stop. Uh, you know, people are tired of being discriminated against and, and held as a, you know, a, a, you know, they're tired of being an abused uh, group that that has dealt with systemic uh you know racism and police brutality uh and they have every reason to stand up and 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 get together and protest and you know like you were saying jeremiah there are people glomming onto it because it's it's like the the popular thing to do right now but i i love how organized um maybe organizing the right word i like how united all this entire generation is and and trying to fix the systemic issues and make them stop. Uh, and I think that's, that's that's a beautiful thing. We're watching history right the fuck now. Like we are watching history unfold right now. And it, it's just Goodell could do one of two things. He can either get with it or fall behind it and be shown for the fucking bullshit artist that he is. Yeah, we'll see. Turning to our back half of the episode, we watched ESPN 30 for 30. This is the XFL, the story of the XFL 1.0 and the miserable attempt they had at a spring football league. This is what the the fourth spring football league we've done. Something like that. Yeah. Third or yeah. fourth. Yeah. Uh, so what are your guys' thoughts? We like to watch failure is the initial thought. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And this is one that it felt like they had on paper everything going for them. This this was like, you know, to, to bring this to, you know, my, me a little bit. The 2019 Browns on paper, they should have been way better than they were. 
I feel like I feel like that's gonna be I feel like that's gonna be the 2020 Browns too. So you shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But but I mean, you have a a fantastic promoter in Vince McMahon. You have somebody who knows network sports. You have all this money. You have all this drive for it. And did they just forget to create a league? I don't know. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, though. But wait, wait. Jeremiah, did you get a chance to watch this at all? Or watched, are you familiar with, with the XFL? I watched a little bit of it, and um, I, I I rode hard for the San Francisco Demons. Oh, <laughs> yes. Just, wow. because they were, just because I'm a 49er fan and it was a San Francisco team. So, you know, there's that. But so maybe because I watch wrestling also, I'm not surprised that a Vince McMahon product crashed and burned that wasn't <gasps> given to him. I'm not surprised. Oh, that's a hot take. <laughs> Jeremiah James is quite the wrestling aficionado himself. So tap it. Tad bit. Yeah. He, he, he goes he goes shot for shot with DB. Yeah. I just mean I just mean a man who's only made one legitimate star in 20 years. I'm not surprised he couldn't make an entire league matter. That's all. That's oh, this shit just got real. This is gonna be my new favorite episode. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean the the issue with XFL 1.0 was he tried to apply wrestling promotion with a sports league, and yes. you can't fucking do that no um, not even in 20 in 2000 2001 no, what? no. uh you know i mean the the football was utter trash um it wasn't good and uh you know but boobs yeah boobs boobs, I mean, boobs boobs i, mean, I believe granted, was a direct there. quote from that movie yes I there mean, is one major problem that that 30 for 30 doesn't throw in that if you were a wrestling fan at that time, you understand why he did that. Okay. So again, I'm going to go on a wrestling tangent and I apologize in advance, right? Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel bad at all. I love That's having the opportunity to do this. It's who I am. Um, <laughs> there was a, a war, if you will, between Vince McMahon and Ted Turner for wrestling supremacy, right? You had WCW on TNT, you had Vince McMahon, the WWF at the time became WWE later on USA or in USA. Um, and what was working for Vince was boobs and shock puppies, puppies, and, uh, puppies, skin yeah. puppies, yes. right? That worked to get that demographic to watch his program. So in his head, it might make sense to be like, well, if I take boobs or puppies and throw them into football, and market it like it's wrestling. I'll just bring my wrestling fans over. And that worked for the first week because yeah. I was one of those kids where I was like, oh, man, it's going to be fucking <laughs> awesome. Like my mom likes football. She keeps trying to get me to watch it. Like this is like the WWF of football. Like, let me check that shit out. And then I watched it and was like, I don't I don't really like this. I don't know yeah. what this is, but but there's boobs. So I'll come back next week. Yeah. But see, here's the deal. And as a former Monday Night War fan himself. Um, what ultimately got Vince was he made developed characters that fans got behind and Vince <laughs> Russo wasn't there anymore. Okay. Correct. That's what won it. it. I mean, the tits were nice as like a, that was like an icing on the cake type thing. Um, but I mean, let's face it. it, it I'm with Jeremiah, like he, stone cold. 
hit it. We all started watching him and everybody else said, fuck you, WCW. Um, you know, and then you have, you know, except for me, it was, I was a WCW person. Well, you were also from Louisiana and the W. It was bigger. It was was, bigger in the deep South. Okay. Wrestling in the South. But I mean, it was. Wait, wait. (laughs) Ultimately, you know, your league sucked when Tommy Maddox was your league MVP. (laughs) The guy who backed up Cordell Stewart. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. All right. Like when Tommy Maddox is your league MVP and the biggest star to come out of it was the guy who was like, you know what? I'm going to get on this. I can put my own name or whatever on the back of my I swear to God, don't you talk shit about he hate me. I swear to God. Because Rod Smart had a fucking pretty good NFL career for six years after the fact, Uh, you know, so I'm not going to hate on Rod Smart. I think I I will. He's never going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, well, okay, Jesus, Jeremiah. A lot of these guys we like are going to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's hanging up. Nobody's hanging up his his jersey in the rafters. Hey, man, you just wait. I, I guarantee to you, dude. Uh, uh, honestly, no, I can't say that. But wouldn't it be a fucking like trip if Rod Smart like gets into the front office of a team and he gets like put in the Hall of Fame as a contributor and he's like, no, nah, put, <laughs> put my Las Vegas jersey from the XFL in there. Put it in there. That's what I want representing. He hate me up there. Yeah. I want to yeah. see it. I swear to God, dude, that was the best. When they when they explained that, it was the best fucking part of the movie. I don't, I don't know. I had a couple of best parts. Um, that was when the that generator was ran out favorite. of gas. Oh, oh yeah. god! That, that um, when when they couldn't end get that same game in time for J Lo yeah. to host SNL. Yeah, I don't know. Those are a couple of really high time. points. It was double overtime, and what it was like. Four hours is how long the game lasted. Yep. And Lauren Michaels is like on the phone and pissed, like yeah. in this fucking game now. <laughs> I also, also when when the dude jumped the flight of stairs and landed in the puddle. Oh man! And splashed water right onto Vince McMahon yeah. and uh, the other guy. I yeah, Dick Dick Ebersol. Yeah, Dick Dick yeah. Ebersol right at the peak of the the blackout. Like, I don't know what the best part of that was. From from an actual documentarian standpoint, the best interviews were with uh, Viscursion and Coach. Um, Mm -hmm. I love because they both were like, dude, the production value was utter trash. We're sitting there trying to we're trying to call football games and then like this dickhead would just come up to the, you know, the box and be like, Hey man, you're, you're kind of fired. And my surgeon's just like, Oh, Oh, well fuck me. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fuck all of this, you know, and, you know go ahead, Jeremiah, go ahead. <laughs> just my, my last little tidbit about Rod Smart earlier. <laughs> <laughs> if what well, he, he, he made it into a Madden game. Didn't he? Like he made it into some, mm. And I remember I got you. I remember I remember him maxing out his overall at like 83 or something like that, which is <laughs> which is enough for a third down back. Like that's basically yeah. what he became. That's, that's well, I mean, dude, that's that's what he did. He Philly signed him and he returned kicks and punts and was like their 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 scat back. Like he was the guy that would catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, uh-huh. but dude, he, 
he parlayed that into almost six years. I think five and a half seasons in the NFL. I mean that that is. I mean he he lasted longer in the NFL than Tommy fucking Maddox did the second time backing up Cordell. Yeah, because you know? he played he played for the Eagles in uh, two thousand one. Then he was a Carolina Panther from oh yeah. two to oh five, and then yeah. he played for the Raiders in oh six, and then he was Team Tennessee in two thousand eight. Yeah, I mean he remember he split carries with. Uh, I'm trying to think who was it was um, undrafted guy in Carolina and his name's going to escape me. It's going to piss me off all night. Now. Oh, I got you. I got you, boo. I got you. Hold on. But, uh, uh yeah, I mean, kick returner. Yeah. I mean, Rod smart. I mean, he, he did, he did what you were supposed to do. Uh, mm. he, he, he kind of caught lightning in a bottle PR wise and parlayed that into an NFL career that I would take, you know, I, I'll dude. I would have. Okay. Now he did play in Super Bowl 38 and was that, was that Raiders that oh, was no, no, no. No, was that, that Raiders was, that would have been Panthers that was Carolina Panthers, and Patriots? the Patriots yeah. yes 32 to 29 yeah. was that, that was game a, that and was he, he the in that came off take the long yeah and in that um specific game he returned four punts for 74 yards Yep. Jake DeLong is the one that got fired at a press conference, isn't it? I think so. Yes, yes, that's that is rough. that is him. And no, hey, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what's rough when he got fired at the press conference, the Browns signed him. Oh, <laughs> I would have oh been, that sounds about right. I'd have rather been fired. Yeah. <laughs> the Browns are like the fourth best football team in Cleveland. Oh yeah, oh, uh, bro. Hey, hey, Jeremiah. I would say uh, Cleveland, Glenville, Saint Ignatius, and maybe JFK are better than the Browns at any point in any season. I would, I would take the Monstars in a five-on-five pickup game of football over the. Cleveland <laughs> 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 wow! Just welcome at any time, dude. Yeah. Seriously. When you can come back whenever you want. When you fit, when you can fit us in the schedule, Jeremiah, just let us know. Please. Uh, <laughs> please. Uh, but circling back to the topic, um, what I really yeah, please. What I really <laughs> <laughs> could you I, just imagine Jarvis Landry finding that glowing football and they're like, should we touch this? And they and all <laughs> All of their skills get sapped out of the football and the monsters see it. They're like, we need to get better players. <laughs> so, we can't win a game with these guys. It's, it's essentially it's Odell Beckham, Landry, and then the football's just rejecting everything else from Cleveland. Exactly. Yeah. We gave Baker Mayfield the ball and he tried to toss it to someone else and a player from the Eagles ran into the locker room and caught it. <laughs> Anyway, back to the XFL. Yeah. Can we can we talk about how me and Bob Costas are about to have a fist fight behind my house? Oh, no. Oh. I loved Bob Costas. And oh. there's like you messaged me. I hadn't watched it yet. And you oh, were talking bro. about how some of the, the media personalities were so arrogant towards this league. Mm-hmm. Bob Costas was fantastic. His interview with Vince McMahon was amazing. He's lucky Vince didn't slap him like. <laughs> 
He even said it. Vince is yeah. like, he's lucky he wasn't a couple inches taller because I'd have yeah. slapped the no, shit. No, no, no. What was that? He said, he said he's lucky that he wasn't six foot three and 250. Yeah. I believe that was the quote that he, yeah. his exact Because McMahon's built like a shit brick house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's also house. thanks to a couple so, of fucking needles in his ass cheeks. So that doesn't make him any less small. I don't want to fight him right now. Like, no, but I do want to fight Bob Costas because you don't talk to Vince like that. <laughs> oh my god, like, y'all! Seriously, James got very invested in this I one. Did. He was very invested. Because again, oh. I'm, it was a I'm a I'm a WWE fanboy, and I never wavered during the Monday Night Wars. I was always a Vince dude. So whenever anyone came at him, I felt like they were coming at me, and I was like, "No, you're not gonna say that to him. No, fuck you." Like you and me, Bob Costas, let's go. Like, and it's just from the get go when he's like, oh, well, I wasn't going to let this wrestling guy come into my sport. Like, bro, like it's not your sport. Like how many snaps have you taken? Does that that answer rhyme with Eero? I'm pretty sure it does. So go fuck yourself. Bob Costas, the Stephen A. Smith of the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I love that this league basically marketed itself on – no fair catches like like that's a significant enough play to market your entire league on and i think that lasted like maybe two games where they did the halo after that because they lost like six receivers like in yeah, the they first lost two a games. lot of people yeah and then there was like a five yard halo i think is what they called it where like you had to give them five yards they'd catch it and then you could smear the just crap out of them like it, <laughs> you almost went problematic no i did not no i knew exactly what I was saying. no no i i i wish i could see what that legal pad looked like the legal pad as they were like oh. figuring out like how this would work i god i wish they would have shown more of that we'll see I, that go ahead jeremiah Sorry, i'll say this I don't know how to how to start a football league or run a wrestling promotion or do any of these things. But but I did play NFL Blitz as a kid. <laughs> Fantastic game. Listen, if they listen, were win, listen, you would have injured a lot of people. I play quarterback club, so yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah, an yeah. Blitz was. I, yeah. I, I you would have injured a lot of people, but if you really wanted to get eyes on your product, you go with those rules. Yeah, first and I mean, thirty. That's, that's how you how, do it. <laughs> That's pretty much how the XFL was marketed. Was like real was. life NFL yeah. blitz. Yeah, they should have I, threw a couple of those f- wrestlers who used to play football into some pads. That would have right, like The Rock. Yeah, uh, uh, Goldberg. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, uh, this is the issue you have when you don't have football people involved with creating a football league. Um, Dick Buckus is not the guy you bring on as like head of uh, football operations. Um, the guy, when he was an announcer, was so bad that CBS, which had some of the most boring announcers before they got Summerall and Madden, were like, Buckus, you suck it the fuck out of here. You know, like, I mean, it's just uh, you, you need football people, uh, which is why I was really surprised during XFL 2.0 when he hired Oliver Luck, who is a, a, a one of the most professional football people you're ever going to fucking get. Yeah. Um, um, because lessons learned, Mac. Jesus. Uh, Damn. And yeah. at the time, Vince, who to this day on his deathbed, he will die directing an episode of Monday Night Raw. 
he wanted to be involved in everything. Hence the awful, awful, awful opening of this is the XFL him on the 50 yard line screaming it. But if you know this, that's Vince. And he, that's who he is. He, he wanted to be, he wanted his name on the marquee with every wrestler, with every team in the XFL. He wanted to be the XFL. And he is, he has not changed. Yeah. And it's shown just how shitty of a a person he is because look at XFL 2.0, where he actually fielded a good product, you know, cashed in $300 million of his stock. COVID hits. Yeah, that was the worst luck ever because it looked like he had learned all his lessons. No, no, no. And I get that. But what does he immediately do? Declares bankruptcy. Bro, you had 300 mil in cash on hand. Yeah, I have I have to say between between us covering the USFL, the XFL, the WFL, uh, we've talked about the AAF and now the XFL 2.0. I may not know how much how how to start a football league, but if I had the money, I think I could probably get through a season by this point. Oh, dude, we, we know exactly <laughs> what not to do. Don't whoa, 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 whoa. hang on. Do. do not blame the failure of XFL 2 on Vince at this point. After, you know, getting rid of it, Bailing on it, that's on him. But COVID, that's not his fault. No. If the season had gone off without a hitch, if it, if if this had not happened, I guarantee there would be a season two of XFL point two point Oh yeah, I was loving the league. Yeah, yeah. But, the, but the thing is, the guy he he fucking bailed on it. Like the guy had the money on hand. That's why he did what he did. And if you have cash on hand, I'm not saying you don't even have to continue the league. You don't. All right. But he declares fucking bankruptcy so he doesn't have to pay the stadiums and the players and the support staff. That shit's just wiped out. All right. Fuck Vince McMahon. Fuck him with a barbed strap on by a very, very angry person that wants to peg him. He can suck all the dicks. I just fuck him. All right. At this point, I think James is going to try to fight Mike. I like the WWE too, but let's be honest. Vince McMahon watched basketball and thought he could make a football league. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not. But at the same time, at the same time, you know what? I fucking love that. I love that that dude can wake up in the morning and be like, you know what? I'm going to compete with the NFL. I don't I like love the confidence. I love the I don't like Vince McMahon. The WWE becomes better the moment he dies. That's just me. But again, I'm not surprised that it failed the first time. It probably it would have probably made another a second season. Yeah. Would we be looking at this in 2030 and looking at the 10 year anniversary of the XFL? No. Well, I think I think this whole thing, considering all the failed football leagues, spring football leagues we've we've talked about, I think. The, the lesson to be learned from all this is Americans claim to really love football, but they don't want to watch it the whole year round like they, they claim they do. Yep. The no. yes. They don't. They, they don't. They, I, they I think bitch. absence makes the heart grow fonder. They bitch yes. the entire time during the spring. Hey, man, I wish football was on. Football was on. Oh, man, fuck this. I, I, I can't watch this. Hey, man, shut the fuck up. If I can get football every day of the year, I'm watching. I watch the Arena League. I watch the Canadian League. 
fuck, I love me some Canadian football. No, no. Here's the thing. I think that, and this is, uh, and this is probably might be a very unpopular opinion, but I feel like Americans use baseball as a buffer to get them through to the next season for football. Heather, no young people watch baseball anymore. It's a bunch of old white I mean, people. You're right. Okay, just listen. Listen, <laughs> listen though, because clearly. Clearly, as history tells us, spring football is not popular unless you are talking about spring games in college and talking about practices and all of that. That's the only thing that fucking matters. Okay. But they use baseball as just kind of a little bit of a fluffer in between to kind of tide you over because there is a sense of competitiveness within it. So. Listen, spring football was competitive. The Roughnecks were going to win the XFL championship, and I got hosed out of yet another spring football championship. And that's all you. I okay, have the to dragons, say. The dragons were going to come back, okay? All right. But before, before, we, before we go tonight, Jeremiah, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, at the, T-H-E-E-E, Jeremiah Project. Um I'm also uh, the third host on That's Just My Face, uh, the podcast under the 910 comedy banner. And One of our sister um, shows. Yeah. And if you're ever uh, in Denver, I'm usually at a comedy club or a bar uh, trying to make people laugh. All right. Well, that'll do it this week for Hometown Crowd. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can also find us on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network, along with the aforementioned That's Just My Face, as well as Dead Girls Talking and my other show, uh, Marital Tiffs. Be sure to follow us anywhere you find your podcast. If you follow us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. For Mac, Heather, and James, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the hometown crowd. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bob Costas, I'm right here whenever you're ready. <laughs> and also remember, too, that black lives matter. They've always mattered. And if you're yeah. one of those assholes that say all lives matter, all lives matter don't matter until black lives actually fucking matter. And they do. So there you go. See you next week. <laughs>